Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Distinguished adventurers, last time on Dungeon Drunks. Our heroes have come to the elemental plane of water on a mission to find and recover the Olam Harp, which is one of the legendary instruments of the bards, and return it to the material plane. After many days on the Isle of Dread, meeting old acquaintances and helping the town of shipwrecked folk, they have successfully bartered with Silra Gurlath, the ancient topaz dragon. They've traded a few magical items, including a sword that means a lot to Carlton, in exchange for the instrument. And now they are arriving back at the town of Elderwood to rest and decide on what to do next. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren. You might know me as Oboe. It's been a while. It's been a while. So, been a while. <laughs> there was a bibbit break. There, there will be another bibbit break, but when you are listening to this, we will have been back posting episodes again. But as far as the reality of the situation, this is the first time that we have all played together in a month and a half, two months. Yeah. yeah. It's been a, a bit. while. Seven weeks by my count, <laughs> maybe eight. A couple of us were able to get together to play an awesome one shot with some of the fine folks who are in Idol Champions Presents, and that was super fun. But I've missed all four of your lovely faces. And so in my Jack gifted glass, I am drinking some raspberry juice and a little bit of vodka to celebrate the occasion. I was going to put it, I actually did grab my groom's person mug, the gorgeous mug that we have, except... That's a lot of vodka. I was going to say, Lauren, that's not responsible drinking. That is not <laughs> responsible drinking. No. We are here for responsible drinking or irresponsible drinking in a safe situation. If you're going to drink more than you probably should, you should always be. So that would still be respo- responsible drinking. Always responsible drinking. No irresponsible drinking. Exactly. Always responsible. And so I am using the the Jack-approved glass. Next time, I will have a non-alcoholic drink in the giant mug. But until then, Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hey, this is Jonathan, and I play Jonathan the Magimuscular. And tonight, we're doing familiar things, and I have a familiar drink. It's a Truly. It's the original lemonade hard seltzer. It is quite good. You may not be able to hear a difference, but uh, there is a slight difference in my setup. I have a real desk now. Ooh. I have not had a real desk in a long time, for longer than I care to admit. But then my wrists started hurting, and I'm like, you know, I've been working from home for a year and PC gaming for even longer than that in this setup. It's about time to have a real setup. So, um, uh, and we can cut this out, but I just want you to see my fancy keyboard here. Oh, Ooh, split keyboard with, I don't want to cut this out. I, I, can I just describe your, your desk? Can I? Can yeah. I the, so here's yeah. a little, so little tour. We're watching as Jonathan shows off his desk and it is a split keyboard in rainbow colors. He's uh, got on a top keyboard of... for each hand. So basically we've got my, uh, there's the, the sound <laughs> stuff over there. Uh, that's my Xbox. Actually back here is my Xbox uh, Series X. And then. My work setup is over there. Yeah, this is an expansive desk. No, like, I like it. I just it's... Like, oh, his Xbox looks just like our Xbox. <laughs> 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 like, 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 wait, 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 wait,
I don't have a Series X. Or the, I don't have the new one, so mine doesn't look like that. Oh, it, it's it's pretty nice. The uh, the sixty frames a second solid of Destiny Two is is yeah. But uh, but yeah. So I have a little setup. Uh, I have various accoutrements around. I have a picture of Tiny Wife. Uh, yeah, things are good. Aw. You know what else is good? This shot of Fireball. And it's going to be consumed yeah. at the first casting of Fireball, or the equivalent spell thereof. And tonight, our lucky recipient is Becca, a.k.a. Bunny Monster. <gasps> Yay! Uh, it's funny. I've actually been playing a bunch of Destiny with Becca, uh, because she has been participating in some of the big mayhem raids that have been going on because of a random bug where you can shove lots and lots of players into <laughs> activities that weren't designed to... Have that many people, and it's been a ton of fun. Uh, so, Becca, this fireball shot is for you. Hey! And speaking of seeing people again who we haven't seen in a while, that's a transition. Bernie, <laughs> what are you drinking? In my in my beautiful, wonderful groom's person mug, I have pretty new beer. Steven actually Ooh. already had his. It is a blueberry maple strong beer. Ooh. Ooh. Strunk? Strong beer? Strong beer. Hey, I lived it today, so. Answers emails every Monday. So it says Blueberry Maple Pancake Lossy Goes Fruited Sour Ale, Product of Canada. Wow. Brewed and canned in Omnipolo in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So, Steven's spoiler. I don't know. Does that? I don't know if that actually prevents you from getting a bunch of foam, but that's a habit that I've had my whole life, which is the tap the can from like I've sodas. Same, yeah, I've done the same thing. I, I honestly also don't know if it actually does anything. It smells Smell good? so good. It smells like blueberry pancakes with maple syrup all over them. Oh, Damn. and this is perfect to have right now because um, it's early March and the sap is running. And I think my biggest regret honestly is like uh steven and i really wanted to start going to sugar shacks so if you're if you're not canadian and you're not from like the the northeast like the the northeast northeast you probably haven't heard of sugar shacks and it's like local sometimes like often family-owned places where it's like you go in and they make their own maple syrup and you can go and you can eat like a big dock of pancakes with like is that Ma- what those places are called? Sugar Shack, yeah. I remember that when I was young. Like, I grew up in Buffalo. I remember that when I was young. I never knew that they had a name. I just thought it was the awesome Canadian places you'd go and have, like, a stack of pancakes. You get the little maple candy. Yes, the maple uh, candy. You could basically, it was like, here, have breakfast food and every maple product under the sun. And it was the best. Like the ones you guys all got on your plate at the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, the, the nice part is there is, this is the most Canadian thing. So to give you guys a sneak peek and what we did this winter is there is a local place in Ottawa called River Oaks. And I they have just ended their season because today it was 50 degrees Fahrenheit, which is insane, but it's going to go back down. This is our like one this is our this is false spring. Mm. Um, but so they are skating trails. So these people have groomed trails that they like flood to make into like several kilometers of skating trails. But they mm. also tap their trees that are on their property because they have like snowshoe, they have massive property. And when we went skating there, because it's outdoors and it's like an activity we can do with our masks on and still like have a map kilometers of skating trails lots of space between you and everyone else we got some of their maple syrup 
Okay, man. So I feel like it, I, what we're probably going to do and what I hope every other person in Canada does is find a way to like support like a sugar shack because I imagine they rely a great deal on people being able to come in, sit down, eat, and yeah. then also purchasing on their way out. And it's been a year. So places like this have now been double hit in their busy season. Mm-hmm. Like everyone has now gone through a year of, holy shit, our busy season's been hit. But unfortunately, Sugar Shack season is March, February into March, even into April. So now this is round two for them. So my encouragement, if you like, if you want to get Bianca Blueberry Maple Pancake Lossy Goat, you definitely should. But you should also, if you are in a a place where it is maple syrup season, please find someone local to buy some maple syrup. There's no reason not to. And then you should go look up the Canadian maple syrup heist and just round out your day. That's, I'm just going to leave that little gem. And with that little gem left, we will move on to Carlton, who is rocking the Trevor Project's Flaming Dragon of Rainbows, which I love. I love that shirt so much. It's such what a good shirt. Drinking? It's such a good shirt. It's so good. So good. You know who's also good? You. What are you drinking? I am drinking Hill Country Fair purified drinking water uh because it's very important to stay hydrated especially when you're going to get your first dose of the vaccine tomorrow yeah! Yeah! congrats muscle top awesome. i did not wonderful. know lots of hours spent trying to find an appointment <laughs> yeah 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 no and this is excellent excellent timing so muzzle yep. and top especially because we're going to be going into a hospital in about two weeks which is roughly two weeks after texas re- lifted their mask mandate no it's good we're uh, very happy you are protected yeah absolutely and you're still good travancore what are you drinking uh good people of Faerun. travancore's choice this evening is something he almost never has i not that i have anything against necessarily i just don't drink soda anymore part of its health part of its sugar part of it's just there's other stuff to drink but today i have Nothing fancy, just Coca-Cola Classic, as opposed hey. to the new Coke from 1985. I'm only going to open it if we roll a natural 20. So I have water on standby. So every time we roll a natural 20, I get some of this delicious corn water. But, uh, but okay. if, we, if we strike out, then no no soda for Jack. Well, you know, we're going to be using the game log here because we're, we're, we're all in D&D Beyond. So I'll be able to see when that nat 20 comes up and we'll all be able to cheer. Wait, so wait, I- oh, wait, is it? Am I yep. showing up? Did I do it correctly? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So if you Yay! roll in your character sheet, if you roll in D and D Beyond, uh, I don't remember if the game log was here the last time we played it. It was the game log was here when we played the uh, the special one shot, but before that, probably not. So yeah. So if you it's roll, cool. you'll it'll show up in the game log. We can all see. So. Oh, so my first roll was a natural twenty. Yeah. <laughs> I- <laughs> I just well, ironically, I did a deception check. I was gonna be like, I didn't roll just now. You don't know. Well, and- if you rolled a high deception check, obviously that's an in-game roll. So I'm drinking. Yeah, well, I there got a you 29 go. on that deception check. Cheers yeah. onto our first roll back from our 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 hiatus. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I have totally wasted my natural 20 on yeah, making that. You that should be because call. that's how it works. That's exactly how it works. Tastes yeah. like childhood. That's how it works. Let's play a little bit of D&D. So the last time we got together, you had a very intense conversation, with a very intense dragon, and things seemed to go pretty well. It was 
it was weird for a little while, but you are now back in the town of Elderwood. It is late in the evening. You have made it back to town with the Olam Harp in tow and no dragon behind you. No threat of a dragon, no issues with a dragon. And as you come walking back into town, the rock having been dismissed because it is the end of the day and there's really no place for the rock in the town. The lights are all on in the town. You can see candlelight and torchlight and some magical drift globes and some lanterns lit and everything. And you have returned. What would you like to do? Jonathan the Magimuscular is, he's waiting for the other shoe to drop. So he's like, all right. Jonathan the Muscular feels like we just need to just go to sleep and then hopefully we wake up tomorrow and this hasn't been a dream that it worked out this well. Travancore pinches himself immediately on hearing this. Bernie reaches up and pinches Travancore. <laughs> and she goes, did we? I will admit, I am emotionally wrung out. We're talking like all the water just just squeezed out of out of the sponge that is is my heart and executive function but tell me if i'm wrong did we just negotiate with the second dragon we did carl you did negotiated with a second dragon <laughs> which is why this must be a dream bernie i'm not even sure butt, i did it right because that's the highest she can reach and he goes well it's your first dragon but that's two dragons as a group, I think. What's the batting average on two dragons? What's a batting average? Uh, I think there's about <laughs> uh, a thousand bats to one dragon. Like, depending on the age of the dragon. I don't know. I feel like there would be more bats because they're just so tiny. But, you know, those flying fox but bats But the, they have their wings open, they take up more volume. That's what I was thinking. I think that's surface area. Then there's Langstrom bats to consider. They're very, very big. Bat math is hard. How about 10,000 bats to a dragon? I think that means we're batting 20,000. 20,000 bats? That's a lot of bats. Jonathan the Muscular is like crawling into his bed, but he's got his covers up and he's like looking around just waiting for like a dragon to come like crashing through the roof. Like he is definitely on edge still. And he goes, Jonathan the Muscular is emotionally desiccated. If emotion is liquid and you are wrung out, I have nothing left. Jonathan, roll a perception check. Um. Oh, no. Jonathan, the magic muscular rolls a natural one, resulting Ruh, in three. Oh. And I don't think I have any luck. And you know what? This is fine. I think that's accurate to your current emotional state. I, I was going to ask, why do you fail so miserably? But I think Bernie is right. Right? Right. He just all he like he's looking around, but he's really not seeing like he he is like just wound up so much. He used up all the soul bits. He's just unthinking and feeling meat at this point. Is there anything any of you you you've made it to the the hut that you've been using as your base of operations, place to rest for the night, as Jonathan has said, bundled up in bed. Is there anything else you'd like to do, or are all you are, are all of you going to try and get a long rest? I think it is late. I am going to live vicariously through my character and sleep for eight straight hours, which is something <laughs> I have not done in almost two months. Oh, honey. Welcome, welcome to my fantasy world, 
where you get to sleep for eight hours on a Bernie's going to force Carlton to do the skincare regime she's been working on him with. <laughs> and she's like, even, and she's like, she's got like one eye closed because she's so tired. She goes, even when you're tired, it's the most important time to do it. And she's like slathering moisturizer on his face. And she's like, I don't know what it is about orcs. You have baby soft skin. And then you can go to sleep. It's all, because we, we, we hot, like a lot, a lot of races, they, they hide their rage and their anger in their face, and that really brings them up. We just... You just are. Like, spread it out all over the body. All that stress and that rage, and that's kind of why it's able to stay a little bit smoother, because it's not all concentrated in one space. Hmm. That's fair, and she's gonna, like, do his under-eye cream. She's like, all right, let's go to bed. All right, let's go to bed. All right. As we're laying down, I'm gonna grab a zucchini out of the bag, and I'm gonna cut off two little, like, like four discs... So that we can put them over our eyes. <laughs> it's not quite cucumbers, but it's close enough for jazz. <laughs> for Carlton, it's fine. Bernie like sits there, and as soon as Carlton closes his eyes, she just eats them and goes rolls over and goes to bed. <laughs> Some of you, it takes a very long time to wind down enough, or to trust yourself enough, or to whatever it is that it takes in order to relax. Some of you are able to give in to that exhaustion. Pretty quickly, either way, you all get a long rest and wake up the next morning well-rested, doesn't seem to be screaming, there's no problems outside, and I believe you've all leveled up as well. We did, we did. Yeah, level 17, woo! There was a little bit, for those of you who have been listening to some episodes, there, there was a little bit of confusion because there was a past episode that's a future version of all of you, but yeah. You've all leveled up to 17. Does anyone want to talk about anything specifically that they have earned overnight as they have recovered from this traumatic experience of negotiating with their second dragon? I need to talk about it so I remember it. (laughs) Dravencore, what'd you get? So Dravencore unlocked a bunch of third level spells uh, under his druid level because he's on level 5 druid, he's going to level in druid. But rather than talk about those big, meaty, powerful spells, which we'll learn about in game time because that's more fun. I took Speak with Plants. <laughs> Aww. I love so it. I'm so happy. You're going to be like a it. Disney princess, but for plants. So I can't get into specifics on why this was done, because it is a major spoiler if you're not cut up, up on Critical Role. But I will say that one of the characters using Speak with Plants gave rise to one of my favorite NPCs. It is going to be hard for me to not do Henry Crabgrass Henry every single Crabgrass. time. It's really going to be hard. <laughs> I don't know. What do you want to name me? Your I name is I've Henry. I've never been able to talk before. All right, Jonathan, do you want to talk about what you get at your new level? Sure. So as Jonathan the Magimuscular kind of flutters his eyes awake from a surprisingly deep sleep, I- I'd like to think that like normally because Bucks is kind of joined with Jonathan the Magimuscular's mind, so he doesn't... He doesn't keep owl hours. He keeps Jonathan the Magimuscular hours. But last night, I think it was Bucks calming Jonathan down so that he got some sleep. He he wakes up and he has finally got the last bits to complete a spell he's been working on for a long time. And he now has the equations, but he's a little gun shy on it because he's like, this is a big spell. It's a big spell. And so he's a little a little gun shy on Meteor Swarm. But 
he was working on another spell. And for some reason, the equations are eluding him. His recent brush with Dunamancy sort of introduced him to the wider fabric of reality. And he was working on a way to completely bust that fabric. To make something happen that anything he wanted. you A wish, you might say. But he can't. He thought he had all the equations and all the variables and everything set to to add this spell to a spell book. Just can't. And it's it's bugging him this morning. He knows that he has the opportunity to do something. So instead, he adds, he kind of, you know, how some people coast on the same thing. Like they they had the hit song like in the beginning of the internet internet age they were the Numa Numa guy and instead <laughs> of doing anything else they just come up with new Numa like a, a couple of years later the other spell he adds is true polymorph or a uh, uh, mass polymorph so mm. really just the same polymorph you've seen before but just mass I'm excited for that I don't that's fine by me uh, but but this 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 wish spell it's vexing him. Doesn't know what's going on there. Why, why can't these, why can't these equations line up? Carlton, as you wake up and pull these zucchini off your eyes, and you know at this moment, that means you must have had a really good night's sleep because you did not toss and turn. And you see Jonathan kind of wrestling with something. You see Travancore eyeing out the window at the plants outside. Um, <laughs> what have you been imbued with? Uh, so last night, Carlton, you know, having given up. Storm's Fury, his uh, beloved sword. He had dreams uh, about bonding with Answerer, and he feels like now he can hit even harder. He feels like not only does he get his extra critical die from being a half-orc, not only does he get an extra critical die for being a barbarian, but now he's going to get a third extra critical die at this point. (laughs) So yes, uh, I can now hit my crits even harder. Awesome. And finally, Bernie, um, you have vague dreams of your goddess, especially since you had done a lot of praying the day before, just before encountering the dragon. Uh, while you don't remember a lot of specifics, you do wake up with some new abilities. What, what do you wake up with? Bernie now has really, really, really good healing. I believe we talked about the fact that when she heals now, it's just for max of whatever die she ro- rolls for that heal, right? Yep. And uh, she can destroy undead at a higher level. So, ironically, she wakes up and she thinks about the fact that she now just has enough healing to, if they do something stupid, just heal them. And then you just see her go, Does she say that out loud? No, I don't think so. That's all you hear. You hear, "Mm." (laughs) No, I don't think so. And then she just gets out of bed. (laughs) All right. The morning is yours, newly powerful fate changers. What would you like to do? I believe we were going to start ferrying people back to Waterdeep that, or back to the material plane that wanted to go, right? And mm-hmm. that one tree guy too, yeah, Mithrandis, Mithrandi, Mithrandis, Mithrandis. Yeah, Mithrandis. I think so. Min- Mintrandis, Mintrandis, Night Breeze, okay. the ancient elf you spoke to. He's he's pretty high up on your list. I think you actually agreed to take him first. Yeah. Um, but yes, you you did say that you would ferry some people back. There is also a large bag of letters that 
you you have that yeah baka currently has for you uh because there is an understanding that you can't take everybody at once yeah there might be some people you want to talk to or or you can just ggfo what would you like to do i think we should have a little huddle and talk about how we're gonna do this jonathan the matrimuscular agrees uh Car- carlton we're gonna forego your buff today that's okay. Just in case we need that spell. I feel like I could just get mad enough that it won't affect me anyway. Oh, well, that's no. good. That's not an actual thing. I just want to. I, th- I have a feeling that if I believe hard enough, just gotta wish I that really into the air. Get wish mad kid. that I could okay. shrug off. Carlton has actually unlocked wish. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? Carlton is so muscular. <laughs> it's not wish, it's pissed. Carlton don't like pissed. Bernie kind of looks at Carlton and she says, Your your faith in your anger is really admirable, but and she goes, No, you know what? You do you, Carlton. And she's like, Oh So if we're getting we're and we probably should get down to uh to brass snails. Jonathan the Magimuscular can today take myself and eight other willing creatures. So that is Bernie. That is uh, Travancore. That is Shadow. That is Carlton. Bucks, I can, I'll dismiss and I'll resummon him when we get there. So that's one, two, three, four. That's five, right? So we need three more people. No, because no, it's no, no. plus the, the, it's, the four. It, it, yeah, so it's four. We have four slots left. We can bring four people with us. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mitrandis is one, uh-huh. and we'll we'll fi- we'll see if they figured out who else they want to bring along. Do we want to do like a lottery system? Well, I don't know. I, I feel like we let Baka figure that out, but we should we should go and talk to her and say we're ready to go. Uh, maybe Travancore, if you want to fetch Mitrandis. Yeah, yeah, I can go over there, and we can. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to take to work out the particulars. But Jonathan the Magimuscular feels like, yeah, we'll we'll pick out our lucky three people. And if if someone wants to come with us, that is going to be coming back. Like maybe they want, we'll we'll let them figure it out because it's their community. We'll let them yeah, determine who who should go. Right. Yeah. All right. So Travancore is going to see Mintrandis, and the rest of you are going to go see Baca. I yeah. All right, uh, Travancore. We'll start with you. You very quickly. Hop, skip, and jump your way out of town. Go up the large trunk that is Mintarandis's home. Knock on the door. And very quickly, uh, unlike the last time, and where you could hear the shuffling and kind of the older movements from inside, this time the, the door is opened relatively quickly. And standing before you is the obviously weathered, dark-skinned, ancient elf Still barefoot, bright smile on his face as soon as he sees you and says, Travancore, I can assume this is good news? You can go home when you're ready. You see his eyes widen, and you notice he's holding a the stone, the thing that he had called his star chart, in his hand. And he looks around his little tree home abode. And he reaches down and he puts on some, what look like some, almost like moccasins, like very nicely simple, just slide your feet in shoes. 
And he looks up at you and says, Now is good. All right. And then Travancore sort of wordlessly kind of motions over and starts walking down the the tree. And it's a little slow going down the tree as, as there is a proverbial spring to his step in that he is obviously excited, but he is still moving with caution and age. So it takes you a little while to get down the stairs. Um, he waves to the guards as because you've had to leave the town just a little bit in order to, to go up into his tree. But uh, you all wave to the guards and they let you back on in. And as you make your way to Baca's, we'll switch on over to the rest of the group who are greeted at the door by your turtle welcoming committee with the same speed and bright smile. Oh, hi. Good good morning. Uh, is this good news, I hope? We did it. Yes. We got it. Did the thing. You got the thing that you... Oh! Oh, that's... that's a, uh, come on in! Come on in! And she opens up the door for you and makes some seats and says, eh, Is Travin Cora okay? Did you... Yeah, he'll be joining us in a minute. Oh. Don't... Carlton doesn't remember that that uh, Travancore was swallowed whole by the dragon. Oh my Very god! What? Jonathan! Jonathan! No, no. Um, we. Buck, it's you'll a mass. Believe it. It's a mass delusion that they all. We actually use diplomacy. Yeah. We totally use diplomacy. Travancore's okay. Uh, He'll be here in a moment. Um, don't, don't, don't put <laughs> such stress on an old heart like this. I, I was That's, going to I, believe. Even, I know that, Jonathan. It's my coping mechanism right now. You see Jonathan's eye twitch a little. Um, that is important, though. Coping mechanisms are very important, yeah. We didn't kill a dragon because we didn't have to, so. <laughs> That's uh, good. Yeah, Siligurath is still around. Dragon, though, so that that doesn't change. Okay, well, that's that's good to know. Uh, it's probably for the best that you didn't have to engage with with him but uh, I'll, I'll put a warning out as I I've said before he keeps to his side of the island and we keep to ours it's just a matter of making sure that those who come come washed on in aren't harmed but that that's good to know that it didn't have to come to blows uh, so I can assume at this point you're gonna be leaving that's right Dragon Gore is actually going to fetch uh, Mitrandis who expressed a deep desire to return to Faerun. And you see her uh, her eyes widen and then she nods knowingly and says that makes a lot of sense. He was going to be top of my list as well and I don't think anyone would begrudge him the opportunity to get home. He, he doesn't he's very very old. I mean I know that my my understanding of age is very different than a lot of the creatures that live here on this island. But, yes, I am in agreement with this decision. Uh, is there anything else that we can do for you? I know you were going to take the letters with you, and I do have a list of those who are interested in, in returning back. Were you still able to make the the trip back and forth and, and take care of bringing people back with you? Uh, I, I can. And uh, the plan would be to, uh, to return tomorrow and, uh, and then stay the night and then go back and, and keep that up until, uh, until 
we've put a dent in that list. Uh, how basically, uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular can take three more people in total, or every time you go back and forth. Uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular can take eight in addition to himself. So, Jonathan the Magimuscular, right now, since we have to take everyone here and including Travancore and uh, Shadow. The spots are a little more limited, but when when Jonathan the Magimuscular returns, uh, it will be a full eight that can return uh, with him. Okay. Well, I have not in, not including Midrandis. I have twenty five people who wanted to go back. Uh, we hadn't figured out a, a lottery on orders or anything, so I think maybe for now, why don't you just take Midrandis? And okay. when you come back tomorrow, we'll by then we'll have figured out who is going in what batches. Uh, it's probably going to take a couple of trips, it sounds like, and we don't want to have to wear you you out or anything, but I can I can make sure that all of that is taken care of right away so that when you come tomorrow, then you won't have to hang about and wait for us to get all organized. But I think taking Midrandis today is probably a good idea, and I don't imagine anyone... Do we not just want to pull three names out of your hat? Uh, we haven't decided yet if we're going to do a lottery like that or if some people are going to let others go before them. Uh, we we just got the list of names of people who have said, yes, they want to go back to the the material plane and we were going to work on things from there. So uh, I think now that we know that you're alive and that that is actually going to happen, I think the rest of the planning will be easy. And it's at that point, Travancore, that you and Mittenrantis arrive. Mosey on in. And I kind of glare at Jonathan, not really knowing why I'm glaring at Jonathan. But then I <laughs> turn my head. Moi? And I said, hey, look, look who's here. And Mittenrantis bows to all of you, kind of a deep, elegant, slow bow. Baka waves to him to... In their own cultures, ancient, knowledgeable creatures, despite the fact that Baca's maybe only 50, 60, and Mentrandus is hundreds of years old, but the two of them obviously have a affection and respect for each other. And Baca waves you on in and says, ah, yes, we were just talking about you. So uh, I'll make sure that list is is all in order and we know how how long it's going to take. And if you need some time in between, I think I think now that we know that it's possible, I think there won't be quite as much of a, a of a rush. And I think everybody will be will be super happy. So Thank you so much for, for agreeing to do this. My pleasure. We'll definitely take that mail off of your hand so that can go right away. Oh, yes. Yes. And she turns and goes back over to the corner of the hut and picks up a very large burlap sack uh, rustling with letters. And uh, Travancore, since you were the one who mentioned it, she will gladly hand it back to you and says, ah, this is everything that I was able to uh, to get together. It's possible we'll have a couple of more in the next couple of days. I think there, there might have been some people who heard about what you were doing and didn't plan on you arriving back safely i i hate to put it that way but i think there were some people who it's fair that's yeah no that's a fair assessment yeah it's real fair we weren't 100 percent sure if we were arriving back safely if i'm gonna be honest i mean they they never met us they don't know what i'm capable of i think they just didn't want to get their hopes up so 
but but now that they know that the this is this is almost assured, I think I probably will have a couple more letters. I might even have a couple more people. Uh, but most of the people that I talked to were pretty pretty positive about whether they wanted to stay or go. So I don't think that's going to change too much. Is there anything else I can do for you before you? I'm I'm assuming Jonathan. I will see you again several times over the next couple of days. But I would imagine the rest of you are about to take your leave of us. Correct? It might be a while before I find my way back. I do want to sail your seas a little bit more, but yes, there are more pressing matters back home. You want to sail these seas? It's full of adventure. That that's one name for it. And then Bertie realizes she's being rude, and she goes over and she hugs back and she. Thank you for everything. Thank you for everything. And uh, you are always welcome in Elderwood. And I will make notes in all of the annals to make sure that even when I have gone on, that anyone knows that, that you are friends of this town. Uh, I go up to Baca and I went, uh, uh, that's Carlton spelled with a Q. Oh, yes. I, I got when you arrived. Remember I got and she actually opens up a book that she had sitting nearby and you can see all of your names listed in very neat cursive. Like, you know how there's like fancy cursive, but it's hard to read. And then there's readable cursive, but it's not so fancy. This is like just right in between. It's, it's elegant script in cursive that is eminently readable. Perfect cesarean. Absolutely. The, the kerning on it is wonderful. And unless there's anything else, she will hand, she's handed over the letters. Um, you can see Mentorandus is obviously anxious, but controlling their emotions. They are, they are a guest in this moment, but there is an obvious excitement. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's a Dungeons & Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into one single grand adventure. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from our favorite D&D streams, books, and Faerun's lore. Every week there's something new happening, and the game is available on almost any platform. Need some loot to gear up your champions? We're happy to offer a free Electrum chest to all of our listeners. This week's code expires on April 25th at 8pm Pacific, so open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. M-A-R-K-J-A-K-E-G-E-A-R. So use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops, back to the show. Oh, man. I kind of want to find... Oh, man. What's his name? Guara, I want to say? The uh, the crazy cat... Quat. Fe- yeah, Quat. Yeah, Quat. Quat. That, that cat, the cat fellow, yeah. Oh, yes. Quat. Yes. You gotta say goodbye to Quat before we leave. Quat with no hair got burned off. You should say goodbye to Quat. I mean, you can go find anybody you want. It's totally up to you. You can... Yeah, gotta say bye to Quat before we leave. That's just... Uh, yeah. Bad form otherwise. Uh, Mintrandis will stay at Baca's welcoming committee house until you are all ready to leave, giving you the indication that he understands that he moves incredibly slowly and anyone that you want to go say bye to, he's just going to slow you down. So he will sit and drink some tea with Baca as you head on over to the beach and find the little hut 
that is the office of Quat, your tabaxi guide from earlier. And you you knock kind of on the the grass leavings on the outside of his hut and look on in. And, and there he is pouring over some books, looks up at you. You can see the hair has started to return. He wasn't completely left hairless. It was just some some splotches. Uh, but he looks up and gives you a wide cat grin and says, Ah, my friends, welcome back. Can I lead you somewhere else on this island? Well, no. We actually came by to let us know that we're, uh, we're heading back to the material plane. Ah, uh, you are done. You've already engaged with the dragon. Is it dead? It's alive. But so are we. So there's that. We didn't want to kill it. I think any encounter with a dragon that leaves you alive means you have won. I applaud you. It's good to know also that Silra Gurleth will still prowl these waters. It is good to have an apex predator around that considers us too small to eat. The leviathans that come out of the sea are the creatures he attacks, and it is nice to know we have. Some means of defense, even if it is unintentional. But one day, one day I will engage with him. The environmentalist in Travancore bristles with pride hearing that. <laughs> Apex predators, man. Yeah. So you are going back to your plane with moons and things. Oh, yeah. Moons, stars, clovers, horseshoes. It's all there. Mmm, all the marshmallows. Rainbows. <laughs> Golden ones. We have rainbows here, remember? And you do remember from do. when he was leading you back from the teleportation circle that it's there true. was a beautiful rainbow after some horrible, horrible weather. So many questions about the light sources in this plane of existence. Ah, I have given up and asking, especially those that do not know, and I just assume magic. You know, Quat, the curse, Jonathan, the match muscular. Want to come? And here's why. So, uh, one, it's an adventure. Come, come return with us to the, uh, to the material plane. See the great city of Waterdeep. But more specifically, I want you to meet my friend, Master Zick. Because if you, if you do, he will be able to message you more easily. And if he ever leads any expedition, any further expeditions, if any expeditions come through that he's leading or that one of his students is leading, they will have met you and they will be able to message you to tell them that they are on their way back from the teleportation circle. And, uh, and if, if they require any assistance from a master tracker, they will be able to contact you. I am intrigued. You had mentioned this before, and I had been thinking about it, and uh, our, our esteemed welcoming committee had told us about your very kind offer. I do not want to leave for good, but my understanding is there will be some back and forth from now on, yes? Tomorrow I will be returning, so it would be a quick, quick out and back. And, and you wouldn't, we just found out that the only person we're bringing with us this trip is, uh, is uh, Mitrandis, so we have an open spot, and and since I would be returning with no one, I was just going to be returning by myself. You wouldn't even be taking up a spot in a uh, in a in a future journey. You would be be able to come back tomorrow. I like this plan. Let me 
consult with my mate to make sure I can come with you right now. If not today, then I will go tomorrow. See your water deep. When are you leaving? Uh, within the hour. <laughs> then I must be fast. Uh, where will you be leaving from? Town Square. Okay. I will go talk to her now. If I am not there within an hour, you may leave without me, and I will see you tomorrow. And he packs up his stuff. You do all notice there's um like a mango that you recognize from the last time you were here that's still sitting on his desk. He packs up his stuff, puts it in the desk, takes the mango, puts it in his pack and says, I will see you today or I will see you tomorrow. I will be right back. And was surprising... Actually, not to you, because you have seen him fight. So you've seen his monkish tabaxi incredible speed. He zips out and heads down the beach, assumably to go talk to his mate. Flurry. Furry of blows indeed. Yes. You do notice the tip of his tail is still completely bare of hair. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, is dear. there anyone else you want to talk to in this hour before you leave? That's it for me. Uh, that's all that Jonathan had. Wasn't there like a hot dog stand that we were getting food from? We could have one last meal. There was also, uh, you don't want to say goodbye to your old friend, Jonathan. Abex Chriselle is still on the island if you would like to talk to her before you leave. You do know, I will say, to make life easy, you do know her name is not on the list of people to return. And right, neither yeah. is her wife. Yeah, it could be right, a whole... still say goodbye. No, no, yeah, yeah let's, let's go over and say goodbye. You're right, you're right. I had forgotten well, Jonathan you had a lot of stuff on your mind over the past couple of days that's why Carlton's here is to remember the important stuff with my keen mind thanks both <laughs> you also <laughs> did I break jewels <laughs> I love you I would also say Jonathan knows he's re- like there's a little bit of a different feeling to I some of you who are leaving assumably not to return anytime soon and Jonathan who I'm sure your mindset right now is I'm leaving right now but I'm gonna be back tomorrow so sure we can say that's exactly what's going on that is precisely what's happening. There is nothing else, no other complications that could be in Jonathan's mind that complicates the situation. Nothing. nothing? All right, so the omnipotent God will ask, does Jonathan want to go see Abex before Yes, he does. It's just okay. still really confusing for, like, not in his front, like, conscious mind. He's dealt with this, but there's still, like... If you've ever seen a server closet, the back wiring is just a fucking mess. Yeah, and that's that's what's going on. There's like there's like a cable hanging half hanging out, and you know that's that's where his you know the feelings from for Abex and and all everything that stemmed from that. That's where that is, and uh, it's it's just a gnarled like tangly mess. It's like if you spend X amount of years feeling a certain way, new information isn't going to unflex that muscle anytime soon. Exactly. Exactly. Bernie looks over at Carlton and she goes, you know my doctorate's in medicine, right? Not not psychology. I was going to say, if you have the cantrip white, you can put it on your finger and check his eyes because he seems a little off. I, you know, um... Well, it's not in psychology. I will say that I'm educated enough to know that it's this is not a well, it emotions have been a physical me. You know what? This is this is a brain thing and an emotional thing. I don't think he's got any damage. And it's about this time that you arrive at the outside of Abex's house. 
and do you knock? Yeah. Not not gonna okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, Shave yeah, and, 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 and we're like all standing like at least a foot behind you just to watch. <laughs> right. You brought an audience. <laughs> I don't know that you brought a support group. <laughs> No, absolutely not. Trevor Core is going to help I, himself to some of that garlic parmesan popcorn. I was about to say, the popcorn <laughs> yeah. is coming out. Charles is reaching into the bag and just like, hey, you guys want some? Just go to oh, Biggie the oh, popcorn. Oh, 100%. Do you have any of the Chicago? I guess, what did we call Chicago mix? Chicago mix and Faerun is like, a, uh, we'll, is it water deep mix or is it we'll, we'll, we'll call never it winter mix? We'll call never it never winter Chicago mix. Chicago yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have some of the Neverwinter mix. That's my favorite. Oh, good. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember eating that one all the way. So, Neverwinter mix. And Jonathan is to the sound of your friends crunching on popcorn that you hear the light footfalls of Abex as she opens the door, sees all of you, and smiles. Um, her big toothy tiefling smile and says, "Jonathan, are you all okay?" Oh yeah, we're good. Um, I, I've, Jonathan the Mad Muscular is uh is, is alive. Uh, uh, the there was no fight. We we talked. Uh, Bernie, B- Bernie is here too. Hey, everyone else, Bernie is here. Um, Bernie shoves shoves an entire fistful of popcorn in her mouth so she can't. So for the particular method of not being able to rescue Jonathan, she goes, and then she goes. And moves her head towards Carlton to indicate that he is the one who negotiated with the dragon this time. <laughs> so it yes, was me. There, there was some some brilliant negotiations, and uh, we got the thing we came for. The dragon is unharmed. Has some new. We traded some loot for the uh, for the different loot. So we're all okay. Everything's okay. Jonathan the Metamuscular is okay. Um, but okay, uh, well that's that's sorry. all good to know. Yeah. Mm. Oof. Ah. Mm. Uh, but uh, we're we're the reason why mm, we're here is that uh, oh, ew. It, in in all of a sudden Bucks gets like a a blast of information. God, she's pretty. Um. Uh. So. Uh. Uh. Yeah. We're we're, we're leaving. Um. Goodbye. No. I'm mean, sorry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm taking everyone else back. Jonathan the Magimuscular is, but Jonathan the Magimuscular will be back several times this week to to finish burying anyone who wants to go back um which is which is a good choice either way they want to yeah. go or this day yeah it, it's fine good oh yeah so while you were gone yeah uh baka told us all and so uh no nah, I, I decided to stay bren and i uh we we've got a letter I, I think she gave you the letter, right? Bryn had a letter. And- oh yeah, we got a we got a whole bag of them, right? Travicor, show him the bag. Travicor pats the uh, the burlap sack, which is the best kind of sack there is, in Travicor's opinion. Hard to beat. You burl- hear Russell, Russell, Russell. It's it's an A tier sack. Yeah, A tier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, so we've got some letters in there, and uh, I'm I'm assuming you're gonna go see your folks. Tell oh, tell yes, folks to yes. say hi. I, I'm gonna yeah. That's that eventually. I you know, <laughs> a priority is gonna be uh, people trapped. Uh, but uh, um, ooh, Bernie hard. dry swallows her popcorn to save you because she <laughs> loves it. He is, <laughs> and she's like, oh well, God, there's a kernel. I should be able to just. That should be a cantrip, honestly. Remove Colonel. <laughs> the cantrip remove Colonel. There, that should be healing. I think Bernie should be able to do a basic healing that gets rid of popcorn kernels. <laughs> I would love to be able to do. Sorry, sorry, not the point. <laughs> Bernie says, 
it was absolutely delightful to be able to meet you and to have someone who knew Jonathan from way back when welcome us to their home. And honestly, I just, you know, really love hearing stories about him during that awkward phase that he's definitely, definitely over. And we will all be returning to our own home today. Uh, so really, Jonathan brought us all over so that we could thank you. He'll be coming back tomorrow. I imagine he'll want to uh, hang out and see everyone as he moves in and out and brings people home. But we won't be coming back. So we just wanted to say goodbye. All of you noticed like a, a relaxed smile come over her face as she's she's been intently watching Jonathan as he's been making his way through these this talk. And then as Bernie says all of this, she is leaned over to watch Bernie and then kind of eyes Jonathan again. And Jonathan and Bernie, go ahead and give me insight checks. Just the two of you. I feel like for Jonathan, this is a disadvantage. If you want to roll a disadvantage, I, I, I respect that greatly. I mean, Bernie got a 12. So she... <laughs> She said all of those things. I will say, like, whatever insight you want to stroll, she wasn't just saving her friend. She does feel from her own personal manners perspective, which everybody knows matters, that it is important to thank people who were so kind and welcoming as we literally splashed down onto another plane of existence, which is their home. Yeah. So right. this is, this was a, if you were wondering if the early deception role was for this speech, no, this is genuine. <laughs> well, so Jonathan, you, your wires are still completely crossed and it is hard to think beyond the, the two seconds in front of you. Bernie, you say these things and you say them for all the reasons that you, you said, and it's very obvious to you that Abex is grateful. And you do pick up a little bit that she's not just grateful for what you are saying and how you are saying it, but that you've broken the awkward tension that she obviously feels. And you notice something else on her face, some recognition. But then this thought about the different kinds of script come into your head from the the very nice... Um, cursive that you remember Baca having written in the book with, and you're kind of distracted from that. And by the time you pull your brain back to the moment, Abex has once again focused on Jonathan and she's smoothed out the front of her, her she's wearing like a, a nice tunic and some pants. And she, she smiles and says, you're doing a really good thing. And that's kind of awesome. And if you're not too busy doing the good thing before you're done doing the good thing and coming back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, maybe we can grab some lunch. I know, I know this pretty good hot dog place down on the beach. <laughs> and I know that, that Bryn would like to join us for a little bit. And then maybe Bryn goes and uh, gives us a little bit of time to catch up. Yes, that would be great. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, that's fine. Jonathan, imagine muscular. Good. Yeah. Ah. Hmm. Cool. Ah. Yeah. Do me a favor. Yes. Tell your folks I said hi. That 
snaps Jonathan the Magimuscular out of the weirdness in, and he says, can do. Good. And she'll start to reach in to give you a hug and then she'll stop and say, can I give you a hug? Or is that going to be too weird? Am I going to make you weird again if I hug you? <laughs> is that going to turn on the weird? Worth it. Hug. <laughs> <laughs> she gives you a warm, friendly hug, pats you on the back a couple times. And when it's, when it's comfortable for both of you, let's go. Looks at all of you and says, it was really nice to meet all of you. And, and I hope I get to see you again if you ever decide to come by. I don't know, you know, if there's another dragon you got to negotiate with or something. I mean, or just on a holiday, beach holiday. Also, I feel like, you know how sometimes when you quit, when you're on top, I think two for two is a great, absolutely great, you know, record. And we don't, I'm okay with not having to do this ever again. I mean, we'd like to come back here and see you guys, but the dragon part, no. I, I can't <laughs> say I understand, but I understand. I'm trying to going to say, hopefully the next time we're here, it's on, on pleasure and not business. Although this business was pleasure. That's and maybe true. next time Jonathan can have a normal conversation. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. Baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> you go get back to where you come from. I'll see you tomorrow, okay? All right. Yeah, good. <laughs> Jonathan, that's one. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> All right, have a good one. And she gives kind of a knowing smile and then waves as you move away. And you all hear as she closes the door, you hear... Not specific words, but you hear her talking to, you hear her talking to Bryn inside. You can't make out words, but it's very obvious. It was a little bit of conversation is now going on as you walk away. Is there anyone else you'd like to talk to before you head back to Waterdeep? Bernie says, I don't know if we should, well, you guys want to get one last hot dog? One last hot dog. Hot dog for the road. Sure. Hot dogs for the road. Hot dog for the road. Hot dogs for, do you get for Shadow and uh, for Bucks as well? Ah, por supuesto. Yeah, of course. I don't know if Bucks can eat four. That's a lot of hot dogs for his tiny frame. Bucks doesn't have to eat four hot dogs. He'll eat you one. said four for Bucks. Yeah, he'll, he, he, listen, he's murdered things way bigger than him, so. <laughs> so what I need in this moment, as you walk back into the welcoming committee's hut to go collect Mitteranzis Night Breeze, I need to know what hot dogs you are currently finishing consuming in this very moment. What are you, at this moment, finishing stuffing into your face? Bernie, what kind of hot dog? Okay. Because in my magical world, on the plane of water, pretty much have any, any kind of all-beef hot dog you want. These are not pork all hot beef. dogs. These are kosher. Kosher hot dog. Mm. Yes. That is the one thing I will not let up on. These are kosher <laughs> hot dogs. This is a real hot dog that I have eaten. In college, back when my stomach could handle two of these at a time. I don't think it could handle one of these at a time. Me and my sorority sister used to get these when we would go to this thing that our everyone in our school did called post-exams. Between the, the week between exams ending and graduation happening, everyone would go to Myrtle Beach to have a very trashy, very drunk time. And there's a tiny little hot dog hut called Hot Diggity Dogs. And we would go to Hot Diggity Dogs, and I would get a hot dog with chili and coleslaw and that nacho cheese Ooh. <laughs> and ketchup and tater tots on top. <laughs> <laughs> I was with you until the tater tots. I'm like, no, tater tots oh are a side. God. It's uh. so good, Lauren. Oh, it's so good. That is something. 
actually, the tater tots is a tradition passed down to me by my mom, who told me that as a child, she used to, on hot dog day, she used to put the tater tots at school that came on the side of her hot dog on top of her hot dog. And I said, that sounds amazing. My mother is correct. But yes, Bernie only gets one because that's probably for, if you think about the amount of energy a small body like hers needs to run for a day, that's probably enough, like, calories, that's probably enough units of energy to run Bernie for, like, three days. Well, and so let us uh, contrast that with Carlton. What is, I'm assuming you've had multiple hot dogs, but at this very moment, what is the the hot dog you are stuffing into your face? Well, you know, Carlton is an adventurous eater, and so obviously he needs more calories than Bernie. So he got, you know, three of just the standard old, good old-fashioned, water deep in, not American, hot dog, just some mustard on it stone ground but then he also was like you know what i'm I'm gonna go a little outside the box i'm gonna get a gator dog and he's finishing up his alligator hot dog i'm assuming (laughs) they probably have that on the plane of water are there gators on this island or would you be eating like a uh would the exotic meat on this island be like a dino hot dog you don't ask about the dino hot dogs but you do find out that yes there are alligators i just assumed because of the the ecology that we had seen and they are massive and it's a good thing that just yesterday, a hunting team went out and killed one because now they have gator dogs for days because those hot dogs or those gators, super big. Travancore, what is the hot dog you are eating? What is the hot dog Shadow is eating at this moment? So Jack has been to a place called Jappa Dog in Vancouver um, a long time ago, about 11 years ago, back when it was only like a, uh, like, a, like, a like a food stamp cart kind of thing. I think they have retail locations now. It has been a while. I think Travancore got something not ter- terribly different from the, let me show if I'm saying this right, the uh, Kurobuta Tenimayo, which is uh, one of the must-eat items in the world. It's a juicy Kurobuta sausage, and there's like seaweed on it. I think this is like one of the classic things you can get at Japadog. And uh, Ooh. Shadow is sort of like an originalist. Shadow feels if the hot dog is of sufficient quality, it needs no toppings. So he's just got a plain hot dog with no toppings. He's just enjoying the meat. This is something that I do, too. Like, if I'm barbecuing, like, the first hot dog I get to, to taste the meat, I'll, I won't put anything on it. I'll just throw it on the bun, eat it right off the grill, and then for the subsequent hot dogs, I'll, I'll need toppings. I, I can totally respect that because as someone who will only eat kosher hot dogs, they're all high-quality hot dogs. So I, I can respect that. And finally, Jonathan... What are you eating? And, and is Bucks having a hot dog or four? So Jonathan the Magic Muscular is having whatever the the Elderwood equivalent of a jalapeno cheddar bratwurst. Mm. Um, so I, I'm sure it's not jalapeno. I'm sure it's not cheddar. And I'm sure that it's not a a like bratwurst sausage. But it's close. It's the it's peppers. It's cheese. It's meat. And it's all in one casing, and it is quite delicious. And uh, just with a, just a little bit of mustard and whatever their insanity sauce is. Like, the hottest sauce that they have is, is also on this. Uh, the, it, it, little little known uh, uh, fact about Care Calendar, their, their cuisine is quite spicy. Mm. How about Bucks? Is Bucks gnawing on anything? Yes. He is actually uh, taking a page from Shadow and just a plain, like... 
ballpark dog, like and not a big league twelve dollar ballpark dog. We're talking about the the two dollar jobbers that the they dollar have. dog night dogs. Exactly, like one of those. So not huge, but like a standard size wiener, a standard size bun, which is still big for him. But as we walk in, he's like, like swallowing <laughs> the last of it. And as you walk in, you see three as figures. owls do. As yes. <laughs> Uh, especially tiny little pygmy owls who are actually celestials. As you walk in, you see three figures, coincidentally all also having hot dogs, just your standard ketchup, mustard, and relish on them, enjoying them. You see uh, Mitrandis Nightbreeze and Baca, and you see Quat, who has what looks like a brown bag that he is currently pulling out another hot dog from. And as you enter, he says, Ah, my mate said that I could go, but I needed to have breakfast first. And so, Oh, you got your own. Oh, good. Well, then I am ready for later. And is there anything else you would like to do? I think that's it. Uh, I think go back to Waterdeep, right? Yeah. Back to Waterdeep. All right. Baka gives you a little bit of space. And everybody else joins you. And uh, Jonathan, describe how you cast Plane Shift to get yourself back. And where exactly do you go? So we are going to be going to uh, the, since it's a known circle that I can target, we're going to be using the one of the main gates at the uh, Amethyst Acropolis. And real quick, before we go, I'm going to be like, just one moment. And I'm going to attempt to cast Ascending Beyond the Plains to Master Zick to let him know that we are incoming. All right, go ahead and roll a a percentile dice. All right. Um, and sending is level three, correct? It is. Yeah, so... but plane shift is way higher than that, so. Yeah, well, he's the, doing the point is first. the fireball is, uh, is about to be drank, too. Yeah. While you're rolling that, I just want to say I really fucking want a hot dog now. <laughs> Same. Yeah. 47. Perfect. You just needed to not roll a one through five. So, yes, yep. what's your sending? Master Zick, Jonathan the Muscular, we are inbound from the plane of water. With guests. With, uh, oh, mission accomplished. Uh, you hear back from him pretty immediately. Interesting. Excellent to know that everybody is safe. I will look forward to your arrival. And so unlike the normal teleportation where it sort of like emanates from Jonathan as he like, it's sort of like the Terminator where uh, where it's a spherical thing and then it just flips away. With Plane Shift, it is this time, since we're going to a a circle, he is going to draw a uh, sort of a circle on the ground. And uh, as it, as he cast, finished casting the spell, it swirls and whoosh, it sort of looks like from Stargate, uh, Stargate opening. So it's like, whoosh, a little bit, except it doesn't disintegrate uh, Baca's hut on its way up. Uh, it doesn't do that. And uh, for, I'm like, okay, it's open. Go, go, go. And uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular, whoop, and jumps in to the center. And everybody joins you, and there is a gut-wrenching teleportation that most of you remember from multiple days ago. Um, that's the teleportation that you've done before, but... M- it seems to take longer and there seems to be more twists and turns. But unlike your travel to the Plane of Water, which had a fairly startling entrance, your re-entry into the material plane includes a gentle t as you just land nicely on the floor 
of the Watchful Order of Magists and Protectors, their teleportation central hub. And in front of you is Master Zick, your Aarakocra uh, friend from the Watchful Order. You've got everybody with you. You hear a giggle out of Mitrandis Nightbreeze. It's it's muffled a little bit like he's trying to contain himself, but you do hear a <laughs> quat goes... Oh, I should not have had that many hot dogs. Is this what happens Quat, every single Quat, are you all right? time? You okay, buddy? Oh, no, I will be fine. I will be fine. It will be. That happens every single time. That is a lot of twists and turns. Oh, that was. Oh, Listen, Quat, we've had worse Bernie like room. puts a hand on Quat and casts whatever like cure whatever it is, and she's gonna make cure his, nausea. And, if you do a she's, lesser restoration, it will gonna, settle yeah, his stomach. She's gonna lesser restoration. She's gonna be like, oh, thank you. Thank you. That's so much better. Oh. She's going to say, I don't like it either. <laughs> oh, hello. And uh, Master Zick c- gives your unfamiliar oh, no. party members a bit of a, a startled look and nods and says, welcome back. I You said you were bringing guests. Welcome. I would like a report on everything that had happened, especially with you being gone for several days. But is there... Is everything going to be okay? And Quat kind of now, now that you've cast the Lesser Restoration, says, nah, I will be fine. I will be fine. I've just never had to do that. But I guess I did it the once when I went to the plane. But I was so young. And there were other things that were going on when I arrived. But that was, that was a trip. Ah! Is it this just occurred to me. That he immediately wanders over to go look for a window. Mitrandis looks at you, Travancore, and says, I was not expecting that, but that was kind of fun. (laughs) And it is right there that we'll pause. And the next time we get together, we're going to spend a little bit of downtime in Waterdeep and think about what you and your characters would want to do over, say, the next 10 days. As Jonathan has some back and forth he has to do, some of you have some other things that you need to do. Um, if there's anything you specifically would like to do with Quat or Mitrandis, um, if there's anything else you'd like to do in Waterdeep, if there's anyone that you want to contact. Getting Murray back. I mean, there's, yeah, Murray yeah. is out there waiting. You did not bring, the one thing I did not mention, and I thought about mentioning it, but you know what? I did not, and I have no regrets. You did not get Murray the one thing that he requested. I forgot what it was. Oh, same. That was not my responsibility. I don't. I don't think it was high on your priority list. But the one thing Murray requested. Jonathan has a keen mind. Jonathan, what did Murray want? I didn't talk to Murray. Uh, the one thing that Murray wanted was one of those tiny little one of those tiny little dinos so that he could ride on oh. it. Oh. Yeah, we were not going to be bringing that. <laughs> I, I. I don't know what promises Travancore made, but I can tell you right now that we're, was we're not, not never- orphaning a poor dinosaur. That never an option where the fuck were we gonna keep it that's a lot of poop and let me tell you something you know how they're like "Ooh, teacup pigs a teacup pig doesn't stay like a teacup for long and that teacup dino is not gonna stay a teacup and it's gonna poop all over the place and i'm not scooping it so travancore you can decide between now and the next time we play whether um that was an intentional decision not to tell anybody or if you would like to still tell jonathan so he can go get a tiny little dinosaur for murder right on whichever you decide will be true <laughs> in that moment but for now let me give you some experience for jonathan angsting over wish and for carlton for a moment almost having it for 
Bernie saying all the right things at just the right time, despite the fact that sometimes she is very keen on seeing all of the discomfort on people's faces, uh, smoothing everything over for Travancore, for inviting Mitrandis and and being with him for that, uh, for remembering that you wanted to both talk to Abex and Quat and then offering Quat a ride to to go see the the plane of the material plane. I thought that was funny. And uh, Carlton deciding that at one point in the future he wants to come back to the plane of water because it's quote full of adventure end quote. I'm gonna give you a total of ten thousand experience to split between the four of you. And the next time we get together, it's downtime in Waterdeep. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit Patreon.com slash DungeonDrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our top-tier patrons. Thank you Megan, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, John Adi, Linnea Boyev, Rebecca, aka Bunny Monster, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.